0: It's our message. It's our message. What a powerful name. The name of Jesus is. And yeah, I see some of you. If you want to move on up to the front, it's awesome. The anointing goes all the way to the back. But you know, it's good to be up close to it too. So, (laughs) praise God. Well, if you weren't able to be with us last Sunday night, we started... A new series, His Name Is... We're talking about the name of Jesus. Last week we covered His Name Is Wonderful. If you didn't get that message or you weren't here, I encourage you to download that. Listen to it. God gave us good utterance. And then I'm telling you, He confirmed His Word with signs following. And we had just a wonderful time in His presence. Have you ever ever discovered this? And I know that you have. You cannot get in the presence of God, just wait in his presence and say, man, that was a waste of time. I felt bad before I waited on God and went in his presence and now I feel way worse. No. You can't hang out with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. You can't come into a worship service like we just had and say, man, I am bummed. No, when he's exalted, when you come into contact with him, he's the glory and he's the lifter of our head. And he always, always makes us feel better. You know, you say, well, sister, you don't, we don't walk by feelings. No, we don't walk by feelings. We walk by faith. But you know what? When you got Jesus on the inside of you, you got his presence coming upon you. You're going to feel something. You're going to feel good. It's good to feel good, isn't it? (laughs) Amen. So we talked about the wonderful name of Jesus. And we covered the fact that his name came to him three ways. It was bestowed upon him. He inherited it. And he won it by conquest. And so tonight we're going to center in on that he won his name by conquest. And we're going to talk about his name is victory. Victory. Not defeat. Victory. We're not going under if we're connected to him. Guess what? We're going over Hallelujah. Thanks be to God that gives us the victory. But that's how he won his name. And he is the victor. I like that song. The person I've heard sing it the most is Darling Sheck from Australia. But he, about the victor's crown. Jesus wears the victor's crown. And guess what he did with that crown? When he rose up, when he defeated death, hell, and the grave... He gave us the victor's crown. So, do just like do this right now, like you're putting a crown on your head. And don't see that little Burger King crown. No, he's putting a crown on our heads. And I just thought it was interesting. So, you know, I went and looked up what the word crown, some of the definitions. And this is some of the definitions. And just picture that you have this crown. On your head right now. A reward of victory, a mark of honor, a sign of royalty. Woo! He has made us kings and priests. We're not who we used to be, we're royalty. We got the royal blood of Jesus flowing through our veins. So turn the person sat next to you up there. A woman, call him Queen Sabrina. If that's a guy, say King Pastor Mark. Nice to meet you. We're in the royal family of God. (laughs) Amen. We got King George over there. There's a lot of King Georges down through history. And we happen to have a King George in our service tonight. Yeah. King George over there. Yeah. But I like this one that I had never really associated this with wearing a crown. But Pastor Tom had said this in a lot lot of the Spanish-speaking countries, when a person wore a crown, it represented the blessing. Woo! I thought that was good. So that crown upon your head not only is a reward, a victory, a mark of honor, of sign, of royalty, but it represents the blessing. We are blessed people. Hallelujah. And because of what we are wearing that Jesus gave to us, the crown of victory, it represents, you can't see it in the natural, but I believe it in the realm of the spirit. The enemy even sees it that we are blessed and you can't curse whom God has blessed. Can't touch that devil. I'm blessed. I'm wearing a crown of royalty, a crown of honor. Hallelujah. I am somebody because of who lives in me. Amen. You know, from the very beginning of time, Satan has tried to curse God's plan, but he cannot and he will not ever outsmart God. From the very beginning with Adam and Eve in the garden. And we know that they fell. And God said that, you know, that Satan, you're going to, the seed of the woman is going to bruise your hill. And from that time, he tried to figure out who the Messiah was. He tried to figure out who the Redeemer was. And there was always this attack on little children, on little boys. And we know after Jesus was born, he tried again through the news of Herod. And he killed all the little ba- babies under two years of age, all the little boys trying to take out this seed that God said was coming and was going to redeem His people that was going to put us back in right standing with God and <clears throat> going to bridge that gap that sin had made. So Satan thought he was real smart down through the ages trying to find out who the Redeemer was and trying to kill Him. And then don't you know, on that day when Jesus did offer up Himself on the cross, that Satan, there was a party in hell. Oh, we've won. Look, we've got Him, the Son of God, the one that was supposed to be the Savior of the world. He's down here in the pit of hell. He thought, He had killed Jesus. But you know, the Bible says Jesus willingly, willingly gave himself. If he had not willingly given himself, he wouldn't have died. Bible also says he could have called 10,000 angels and they would have come. And they would have rescued him. And they would have caused him not to die. But he willingly laid down his life. He willingly went into that pit of hell. And the demons and the devil, devil, they were having this party. But oh, it didn't last very long. Cause we know what happened on the third day. And we had that wonderful celebration here on Easter. And I love that song that you guys sang. He got up. Amen. He got up on the third day. He got up. First he got out of hell and he stopped by the tomb, picked up that body. Woo! He got up. Amen. He conquered death, hell. Amen. And the grave. And I like how Colossians describes this this defeat of the enemy and this victory of our Lord Jesus because he is the victor. He is the victor. Colossians chapter 2, verse 15 in the Amplified said, God disarmed the principalities and the powers that were ranged against us. And he made a bold display and a public example of them in triumphing over them in him and in the cross. This says that these things were not only arrayed against Jesus, but they were against us. But God made a bold display, a public example of those that were saying, we've killed The Son of God. Woo! Maybe they killed his flesh, but it wasn't over till it was over. And it ain't over in your life till it's over. Jesus gets the last word, if you'll let him, in the battle of the ages. Jesus was the last man standing. And you might be in a battle right now. But if you will stand upon the word of the living God according to his promises, you will be the last man standing. Hallelujah. You might even get knocked out. You might get knocked down. But guess what? You're not knocked out. Just get back up. Get back up. He got up. And you can get up. Hallelujah. Woo. Woo. You know that Jesus, he died publicly, but he also rose publicly. Hallelujah. Woo. Glory be to God. One translation, the Coney Bear translation, I know we don't have that, but it says this. He disarmed the principalities and the powers which fought against him. He disarmed them. He stripped them of their weapons and their powers against us. Glory be to God. And then another translation, Philip's translation says, He exposed them. He shattered and he emptied and he defeated them. Woo! Glory be to God. Rotterham's translation says this of this same passage. Jesus paralyzed them he paralyzed them well if you're paralyzed guess what you can't move Satan was paralyzed he he was frozen he was stripped of all of his authority he was his he was disarmed And he was paralyzed. Can you imagine? If something so scares you, which we don't believe, it's not going to happen to us. We don't operate under fear. But you've seen people that have been so afraid or something comes up and they just paralyzed. They can't move. That's what happened to the devil. He was paralyzed. He was disarmed. And he had to stand there as a defeated foe. And watch Jesus grab the keys (coughs) of death. Hell and the grave. Woo! Hallelujah. That's who our Jesus is. That's who our victor is. We don't have a great big devil to hear some Christians talk. Woo! All this reverence for the devil. The devil's done this. The devil's done that. Like he's got all this power and got all this authority. It makes it sound like devil's so huge and, oh, oh, but, but we do, we, we know God. We know God could. We know God could do something. Not sure if he will, but he could. But you know the devil. No! We don't want to be like some lady giving her testimony on Sunday night. You know, I grew up in church that Sunday night was testimony night and people would get their praises mixed up this lady gets up and she starts talking about oh the devil's been after me all the week he's done this He's done that. He attacked our finances. He did this. Oh, I've been sick. Oh, the devil, the devil. And then she ended by saying, bless his holy name. Like she was blessing the name of the devil. We don't bless his name and he certainly ain't holy. Don't give him any glory. Don't give him any air time. He's defeated. And of course, of course... He sticks up his ugly head. Of course, attacks come. We're not minimizing that. But we don't magnify the attack. What do we magnify? Our victory in Jesus. Oh, victory in Jesus. You could say, you know, this attack came or this attack came. But, but, don't forget the but. There's a but in there. But God, but God, amen. Hallelujah. So when Jesus defeated the devil, which he did, it destroyed the power of darkness to hold you and I in bondage. Before Jesus died, before Jesus rose, people were bound by the influence of the enemy. People were in the kingdom of darkness. No one was born again. Until after the completed work that Jesus did for us. People under the old covenant, all they had, they had the law, they had the rituals, they had the animal sacrifices, but they weren't born again. But on that third day, when he got up, the veil of the temple was torn you know what that represents? Before Jesus came, there was a thick curtain that divided the Holy of Holy from where the people could enter. And nobody could go into the Holy of Holies where the Ark of the Covenant, which represented the presence of God was. Why? They weren't born again. That's right. But, woo, hallelujah. I like this scripture in Colossians chapter 1 verse 13. Colossians chapter one. This is exactly what happened. Who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. Darkness no longer has the right to rule and reign. In our lives. We're in. A new kingdom. We're not in the kingdom of darkness anymore. When we declare Jesus as Lord. We have been. Tr- translated. Delivered from that kingdom of darkness. And translated into the kingdom of his dear son. What kind of kingdom is it? It's a kingdom. Of light. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So when Jesus spoiled those principalities and those powers, bringing them to naught and overcoming and defeating them, it delivered us also out of the power of darkness. And he gave us that same authority over the works of the enemy. Anybody familiar with Ephesians chapter 6 verse 12? great chapter, the whole chapter is, but we'll just point out this verse. I'm reading it out of the King James. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. That's a good place to stop and to remind ourselves that people are not our enemy. I don't care if they are demon influenced. That's the key. If they're acting like the devil, then that means they are demon influenced. Influenced. And we can't, we don't have a control over people's wills, but we can go if it's somebody at work, and I mean, it's like the devil talking out of their mouth. You can go in the bathroom. You don't want to probably do it to their face, especially if it's your boss, but <laughs> <laughs> you can go in the bathroom and you say, I take authority over that evil spirit, that wicked influence that they are yielding to. I bind that in the name of Jesus. I'm not going to wrestle with them. I'm not going to go out there and throw them on the floor and start trying to cast the devil out. I'm not going to wrestle with the flesh, but I'm going to take care of this in the realm of the spirit. And I command that evil spirit to shut up. And you might go out there and they might start just blah, 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 And just sputter to a stop in mid-sentence. Because you did what you knew to do and you acted on the word. We're not wrestling with flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world. Against spiritual wickedness in high places hallelujah these are the same principalities and powers that Jesus overcame and said that we could do the same look at Hebrews chapter 2 verse 14 in the American Standard Version since then the children are shares in flesh and blood he also himself in like manner partook of the same this means he put on flesh and blood that through death he might bring to what? Not him that had the power of death. That is the devil. Bring to not means he reduced him to nothing. As far as we are concerned, the devil is a big zero. He was been brought to not. Reduced To nothing. Now you're saying, well, then why is all this evil in the world? And why are all these bad things happening? The Bible does tell us that Satan is the God of this world. He does have a legal right to be in this world. But if you are a believer, he does not have a legal right to be in your affairs. He's not your God. He might be the God of this world, but he's not my God and he's not your God. And as far as I'm concerned, he has been reduced to not, to nothing. And he has been stripped of his power. The kingdoms of this earth, they answer to a higher kingdom. And so does he Our God is the Most High God. And that's who we're hooked up with. How many of you in here belong to Jesus? Glory to God. Then you are far above all principalities and powers. You've been made to sit together with him in heavenly places. Satan's been brought to naught. We've got authority over his influence in this world. We've got authority even over the wind, the sea, and tornadoes. Hurricanes. All of these things. Some of you have heard us tell this story about a few years ago. Pastor Mark and I, we were at Winter Bible Seminar there in Tulsa. And it had, it was February. It had been unseasonably warm. And then we went to Branson and we had the privilege. We were staying with, uh, Pastor Kendall and Hagen. They have a place there and they invited us to come spend some time with them. So we're getting ready to go to bed and it had been real hot. And then that day there had been like cold air that blew in there if you've ever lived in the midwest in that part of the country you know Thanks. if you wanted a lesson pastor ken could give you a real good lesson on you know how the gulf stream air comes up from mexico and it's hot and the cold air comes from canada and it's cold and they meet right there in oklahoma and missouri in that area so sometimes you get a combustible relationship going on there between the cold and the hot so that's what happened so we're getting ready to go we're getting ready to go to bed and he's watching the weather and it was already pretty late and there wasn't really anything forecast for Branson, Missouri but there was all sorts of weather activity in Oklahoma and around Tulsa and Pastor Ken, he started and he used the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, I say right now, no tornado is going to come near Rama campus, near our home, any of our church members' homes. Well, you want a pastor like that, right? Speaking the word of God over you and declaring the name of Jesus. So we went to bed. And all of a sudden, I hear this noise. Having grown up in Oklahoma, has anybody ever been close enough to a tornado that you actually heard the sound? When you were in Texas, not fun, huh? And it really does sound like a train. We heard this roar. I'm like, ah, we weren't asleep yet. I sat up in bed and I'm like, oh, 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 there's no train tracks around here. I recognize that sound. And then we hear from the other room, Pastor Ken, our mighty man of faith and power. He said, Mark, get up. It's a tornado. (laughs) But he was also saying, in the name of Jesus. It's not coming near our building. He was declaring the word. And my husband, he was like, ah, Pastor Ken's got this taken care of. He didn't even get out of bed. But me being the curious one, I'm like, "Uh, I got to go check this out. All the power had gone out. There was no lights. But of course... He's a prepared man. He had this huge, huge like spotlight flashlight thing. And he's out there looking down in the river and all this debris is floating around. And so he's like, well, we'll try to get some sleep. But bright and early, bright and early, the next morning, get up. Let's go see the damage from the tornado. So we started to look outside and we saw across the street, hotel windows were blown out. And right outside their condominium, their their place, great big huge fountain, was knocked over. If any of you ever been to the Branson Landing, stores were all messed up. Debris was everywhere. So we went to survey the damage and all of this stuff, and there was a lot of damage in the town. And we discovered that if that tornado, because it had hit the hotel right across the street, if it had continued straight, it would have been a dead-on hit to our building. But it looked like it just curved right and hit that fountain and he said, the name of Jesus. And even though there was damage in the city of Branson, there was not one loss of life. Thank God for the power in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. The name of Jesus on the lips of the believer. It brings protection. Yeah. It brings deliverance. It brings safety. Yeah. The name of Jesus is a high tower. Yeah. Proverbs 18:10. I love this scripture. The name of the Lord is a strong tower, strong. the righteous run to it and are saved. When the attacks come and we're not minimizing them, we, they will come. But what are you going to do? Run to the tower. Run to the name of Jesus. You might find yourself on the freeway and it looks like somebody's going to run right into you or some horrible thing's going to happen and you don't have time to get out your Bible and start quoting the 91st Psalm. But you can say in Jesus name. In Jesus name. In Jesus name. That car is not going to hit me. In the name of Jesus. Sometimes all you can say is, Jesus. Guess what? His name is enough. His name is a high tower. The righteous run to it and are saved. Do you ever play tag as a kid and you had a bass? When we played tag on the farm, we had this great big huge oak tree and that a lot of times that was our base and you know what back in the day i loved to climb trees and i was fast at it and i loved to climb up to the top of that base all you had to do was touch it but i like to climb up to the very top and go na 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 <laughs> i'm safe i'm safe i didn't just touch the base i'm at the top You can't get me. But you know what? We ought to do that to the devil. I got a high tower. I got a tower of safety. And it's called the name of Jesus. And I know how to run into it. And you can't touch me. His name. Jesus' name is strong. Jesus' name is a place of safety. Jesus' name is a place of provision. Jesus' name is a place, hallelujah, of great protection, of healing. Jesus' name is name of victory. Hallelujah. We are set up for victory, if we'll use His name. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse... 57 in the New King James I like this I like it all don't you like the word Woo! but thanks be to God who gives us what gives us what gives us what victory Victory. through our good looks (laughs) through our bank book Our checkbook. Through our education. Through our family name. No. No, Through our Lord Jesus Christ. Thanks be to God. I think we ought to thank Him right now. Thanks be to God for giving us the victory. (laughs) Through our Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. There's nothing Too big or too difficult for him. If hell could not hold him, he conquered hell, he conquered the devil. Do you think he can pay your car payment? Woo! Thanks be to God who giveth us the victory. Now I like this same verse in the Amplified. 1 Corinthians 15, 57, Amplified. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory. Oh, that's still the same one. Let me read it out of the Amplified. But thanks be to God, Amplified, who gives us the victory. And this is the part I want to emphasize. In the Amplified, y'all can just listen. It says, making us conquerors through our Lord Jesus Christ. Making us conquerors conquerors hallelujah you're not the conquered you're the conqueror and guess what he didn't just barely get us the victory didn't just barely make you a conqueror according to romans chapter 8 verse 37 it says in the amplified yet amid all these things we are what more than conquerors i like this in the amplified and we gain A surpassing victory through him who loved us. I forgot to look at the clock, but y'all got some more time, right? You're not in a hurry. I'm reminded right now of what it means to be more than a conqueror. Some of you probably heard this story, but it's an oldie, but a goodie. We like oldies, but goodies sometimes they help us. So this guy, he was a, he was a boxer and he was fighting all of these all of these whatever they call them match. battles matches matches so he had let's just picture this he's got this match in the same city where he lives and his wife didn't want to come that night so he gets in the ring and he conquers he wins and he gets this purse this prize money for winning the match takes a shower gets in his car drives across town says honey here he hands her the prize money He was a conqueror, but she became more than a conqueror, and she didn't even have to get in the ring. She didn't even have to fight. She didn't even break a sweat, but she became more than a conqueror. Why? Because her Of her relationship with the one who defeated and conquered the man in the ring. Well, guess what? We got a relationship with the one who conquered and defeated the devil. And we don't even have to break a sweat. Hallelujah. He has made us more than conquerors he has given us like it said there the surpassing victory the word surpass means to excel to be superior above average guess what you're not normal and you're not average Hallelujah. We are supernatural beings connected with our supernatural father. Superior in every way. Anybody in here getting happy and getting blessed? Just thinking about what he's done and who we are in him. Listen to these definitions of victor. One who vanquishes or defeats an adversary. Victory to conquer, to overcome, to triumph. Woo! Glory be to God. We know Jesus triumphed over the devil, but guess what? So have you. First John chapter 5, verse 4, the New King James. For whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world. In the new in King James it says, even our faith. So how do we tap in? To this victory that has been given to us through our faith. How did you get born again? You had to believe it in your heart and confess it with your mouth. For by grace are you saved through what? Through faith. By faith. You got born again by faith. How are the just supposed to live? The just shall live by faith. How are the righteous people supposed to tap into this overcoming victory? By faith. By faith. Hallelujah. Woo. Guess what? When you got born again, you're in a new family. A new position. You are positioned for victory. That verse there says, we are over, overcomers in this world. That says to me, we're not under anymore. He's given us a new name. Have you all met Linda Overcomer? That's her name. I'm glad my name isn't under Undertaker or, or Under, you know. I don't want to be under anything. I think I'd change it to Over. You're Linda Overcomer. New family. New name. Hallelujah. Through faith in what he has done. Now, Pastor read this scripture this morning. It was an awesome, awesome message today. If you didn't get it, you should. If you weren't here, get the message. But I want to close by reading it out of the Amplified. Second Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. I should say fixing. Fixing to close. Don't get your hopes up too high. But anyhow. 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. But thanks be to God, who in Christ always, not sometimes, not once in a while, if we will trust Him, He will always lead us into triumph. And we will be trophies of Christ's victory. When you win in life, it's a statement. Yes, it, is. it says something to people in your life. It says something. It makes us like a trophy of God's goodness and God's grace. I said it to the new members today. It truly is correct. Correct. Our lives are the only Bible that some people will ever read. That's what we need to, we need to display Jesus, but we also need to be displaying victory and overcoming life. We're trophies of Christ's victories. And then like, look at this. And through us, he spreads and he makes evident. The fragrance of the knowledge of God everywhere. Victory smells sweet. What kind of smell are you admitting? Depression and death, they stink. Do you know that? Somebody that's always defeated, always sad. It stinks to be around them. But victory smells sweet. If I was ever going to come up with a new fragrance, I I know I would name it Ode to Victory. Ode to Victory. Because I believe that. Victory, it smells sweet. Hallelujah. He said it. Through you, I want to spread a fragrance of the knowledge of God. You think heaven stinks? Heaven smells sweet. Heaven smells like victory and peace and joy. And that's the fragrance we should be spreading in our lives. Amen? Hallelujah. Let's all stand glory be to God glory be to God amen. can you just lift your hands lift your voice Hallelujah. glory 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 amen. glory 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 amen, amen, amen. thank you Lord for the victory yep. thank you Lord for the victory Thank you, Lord. You always cause us to triumph. Yes. There are no losers in this place. Right. We are all winners. Amen. Woo! We win. We win. Ha, 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 ha. Oh, my, didi, my, didi, You may have lost some battles, but if you'll stay hooked up with me, says the Lord, you will never, ever lose the war. Ha, 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 ha. Ha, ha, ha. Woo! I always cause you to triumph. I always cause you to win. Glory be to God. Woo! Let's just lift our hands. Let's just meditate on the victory. Victory. Victory in Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.